All right, guys, here we go. Another action-packed episode of the Northeast Sportscast. The Vikings get back to their winning ways, this time at Lambeau Field against rivals, Green Bay Packers. We will talk Twins. We will talk Wolves. We will talk Gophers. We're going to give it to you all. Here we go. Northeast Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys? Feeling pretty good. Yeah, man. Vikes win? Yes, Gold Vikes. Purple Pride is back. Um, And that's because the Vikings went to Green Bay and beat the rival Packers, who, by the way, just didn't show up to play in this game. And that's fine. That's totally fine. That feels just as good as playing so awesome you beat them at their best they were too busy prepping for uh san francisco they were they were just already counting this as a victory i think they watched about 15 minutes of vikings uh game film (laughs) and we're like uh that atlanta game we should be able to do whatever we want yeah Yeah. um yeah the vikings beat them playing some guys that i had never even heard of and i'm pretty tuned into the vikings so (laughs) that was a wild uh performance but we'll get into that in a few minutes they might have even been players that the vikings hadn't heard of until like this (laughs) week they're like oh chris yeah come on i think there was a guy named mcmillan in the game and i've never heard of him I'm not even sure if that was his name, but I think it was. And I've never it might not him. have been him. That might have just been the only jersey they had left. Like <laughs> McMillan, he's the backup. He was on the snapper. practice yeah, squad four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they just found it in the back. All right, guys. Um, it's a Smedium, but it should fit over your pads. <laughs> we are going to dive into a great sports cast. But before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, Spotify, Amazon, Audible. Audible. I don't, I don't know if I would have got it that time. I heard the whisper. Thank you. <laughs> um, but please follow us anywhere you guys get your favorite podcast from. Every time every I do this, you guys are probably thinking the same thing that everyone is, including me. Why don't I just say wherever you get your podcast I think from. you should just shorten it. Yeah. Well, you're trying to flex, man. I'm trying to flex. I'm not doing a very good job. I'm 2020 flexing. <laughs> I'm, I'm pandemic flexing. All right, guys. Also, we are drinking an absolutely delicious beer um this is one of my favorite beers uh that i've had in some time it is from our friends over at fair state and it is called satsuma okay and it is what orange uh, mandarin orange tangerine vanilla lactose kettle sour six percent oranges yeah yeah the whole deal right and it is i think they described it as what oj wishes it was yes did i kind of nail all that without even looking at it you did that was impressive you did, and it's amazing, but there is 6% alcohol in here. Where is it? Eric, go ahead and pat yourself on the back like one more time, because you did a great job. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was me patting. Um, wow, this beer is so interesting, and I love orange beers, but I've never had one that actually tastes this good. It just tastes like orange juice to me, but it's 6% alcohol. But like better orange juice, like a little bit of a mix between orange juice and orange pop. It was like if you went to like um like a mystical land. I really It's Fanta plus orange juice. Like <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Plus booze. I love this. I'm psyched on this. How much was this crawler? Twelve bucks, I think. Okay. So it's not cheap. Um but totally worth it. <laughs> I mean, really, really, really good. I mean, it's just it's a delicious beer. And I I Eric, you got it. I, I went there to pick up a couple other crawlers and was like Oh, that sounds interesting. And I showed up here and you had it sitting on the coffee table empty that you had already had it because 
But your whole point was you wanted to tell us about how great this beer was, and I was like, to go get it. I got one, and yeah. now and now we're featuring. I it. And I it had up. I didn't do shit, and I get to drink it. So thank you, guys. You're welcome. We drink a lot of great beers on here. We were drinking Portage tonight as well from Walker, Minnesota, and Portage is awesome. And the beers we've had from them have been fantastic as well. So I don't want to, uh, you know, go crazy about a beer, um, but this one deserves it. Yeah, this deserves it. This will be shortlisted. As Eric reminded us earlier, we're going to be doing Nordies before we know it. It will be at least probably a nominee for Beer of the Year. Mentioned in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Um, so here we go. We're going to dive into a quick sports cast today. We know that life is crazy, hectic, and busy, but we want to drop some Minnesota sports knowledge on all of you guys. So first up, the Minnesota Vikings get their second win of the season. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. The 5-1 and one Packers hosted the 1-5 Minnesota Vikings. And as we all predicted, as the Nordies podcast predicted last week, mm. the Vikings would win. <laughs> yeah. Did we go 3-for-3 three three Packers, think, didn't we? Um, I think yes. we all picked 28-22 Vikings, if I remember correctly. No, we all picked big Packer wins. Yeah. Um, the Vikings came out and ran the ball. They showed exactly the formula to beat the Packers, and that is long drives, controlling the time of possession, and running the ball. Delvin Cook absolutely owned this game. Mm-hmm. Um, 125-plus yards and three t- touchdowns on the ground, a couple catches, 60-plus yards receiving, including an incredible screen pass touchdown, um, four touchdowns on the day, over 200 total yards of offense. It was a, an absolutely incredible performance by Dalvin Cook. If, let's say we lose every game the rest of the way, right? That would be good. The fact that we created the model for the rest of the NFL with which to beat the Green Bay Packers, that I think is that, that's a huge win for the season. Because everyone will be like, week 15, be like, we went back to that Vikings tape. Yeah. And we decided we were going to run the ball. I hope that they, you know, maybe win only half their games from here on out. They're exposed, taken down quickly, uh, all because we did the dirty work. We came in and we figured it out. Humbled the Packers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Humbled the fans, humbled all the trash talk. Be like, you're not that good. You just got your asses stomped. Right. Stomped, but for a final last minute gasp by the Packers to make it interesting, you got worked mm-hmm. in your own stadium. Yeah. Um, also in this, um, Aaron Rodgers was not him, his typical self. Um, I think he ended up over 200 yards late, but late in the fourth quarter, he had under 200 yards in the game. Um, he hit Devonta Adams just numerous times for touchdowns. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's incredible. I mean, he had three of their touchdowns, all three of them. But what was crazy to me really about Dalvin this... Dalvin V. Yeah. Devonta, yeah. What yeah. was crazy about this game to me was just how thin the Vikings defense has become. Um, if you think about that D-line at the beginning of the year, you thought you had Daniel Hunter. You traded before the season for Yannick Ngakwe. You signed Michael Pierce as your major free agent. Um, all three of those guys are either traded or out for the year now. Um, you started. Do you guys want to play? Can you name the Vikings defensive line? I got a Denebo. A Denebo. He started. Yes. Anyone else got one? Nope. The Joseph. Other, the other starters. I can't. I can't on a year where everybody's famous. So don't look at me. I believe the other starters were Shamar Stefan, Jaleel Johnson, and uh, Jalen Holmes. Okay. DJ. So I, I, rec- well, I recognize Stefan and 
Jaleel. Those dudes As, were getting after Rodgers yeah, quite a bit. Rookie DJ Wanham with some big pressures, including a sack to seal the game, which that was, was really exciting. Um, the linebackers are super shallow as they lost Anthony Barr, and they um, are without Eric Wilson, I believe, right now. Yeah, he's hurt. And they lost Todd Davis, who they picked up um, at the beginning of the year, who's been a revelation for us this year. He's out with COVID right now, um, which left you with Die and Kendricks. Dies a rookie from Oregon. <laughs> yeah, Wanham rookie, Lynch rookie, and Die rookie so far. Three rookies. I don't think played Die minutes. has even seen the field. He's been injured far. since yeah. the beginning of the season. Just got off the injured list. Then uh, at cornerback, we are out of cornerbacks. Literally. <laughs> so uh, Holton Hill was supposed to be a starter. He's been out for weeks. Um, Mike Hughes is supposed to be a starter. He's on the IR now. Uh, oh, they moved him to IR? Yep. Damn. Cam Dantzler was out on the COVID list all week, but he passed two tests, making himself eligible for the game before suffering what was a very scary injury Horrendous. in the first half, yeah. too. In the first half, Early. he was carted off with a neck injury and a severe concussion. So we might not see him for some time. If they he... did say that he is flying home with the team. Okay. So I'm not saying he's going to be back for the next game, but, but he's not, he's in not in staying in the hospital, hospital somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Can't um, move him. So that's okay. three that's guys good. out. You lost um, uh, Chris Boyd to what looked like a torn-up knee and a non-contact injury late in the game. You lost... Um, also, who's Chris Boyd? Chris, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you lost uh, Mark Fields the third, who's a practice squad player who was called up because of this injury problem um, <laughs> with what looked like a decently serious injury as well during this game. Leaving you with cornerbacks, um, rookie first-round pick Jeff Gladney, and rookie fifth-round pick Harrison Hand. Yep. That's it. That's the end of our quarterback that's, list. That's wow. the end. That's all we had left. Um, at safety, you still have Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, but you lost um, George Loca for the year with a knee injury as well. This defense is hanging by a thread right now. Decimated is the <laughs> term they use. So that was pretty wild. It was fun to get um, a win, even with a lot of those injuries. Um, you did it mostly without Cousins, Irv Smith, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson as well, with Cousins only throwing 14 passes in the entire game. This was the Dalvin Cook show. Mm-hmm. It was. And it worked. And he's special. I he, think He is. We've sold him short. Dalvin's the best running back in football right now. But as we know... That this this only lasts like two seasons. It does. Like look at you know Todd Gurley, uh, who's the Melvin Gordon. Like these these running backs. Like the Chiefs go through running backs like one a season. How about this guys? How old is is uh, Ezekiel Elliott? Twenty five. He is. He's actually twenty five. I yeah. thought you'd say he was older because it no. seems like he's been at it for a while. Because he le- he left when he was like twenty one. It seems Ohio like he's State. been at it for some time. Yeah, and that he might already be on the downside of his of his career, but he's only a twenty five year old. Yeah, that's how short this is for these running backs. Well, I mean, look at like the James Connors, the Kenyon Drakes, the Larry Johnson, or not Larry Johnson, David Johnson. I mean, these like were the, everybody's fantasy football darlings. They turn for in a they, season or two. They, they turn, turn into pumpkins. Twenty eight, and yeah. then they're just like not the same guy. Yep. So, um, yeah, Delvin is very special right now. I hope we don't miss too much of his prime. Um, not contending. Or we trade it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I would trade any person on the team. Um, I would say the only person hammered down to the floor is Justin Jefferson for me. Right. I'm not really? saying, what about Hunter, your guy? I thought you'd say him. Love Hunter. I would trade anyone not named okay. Justin Jefferson if the price was right. The price might be high for some guys. The price for Hunter, the price for um, Kendricks, you know, the price for Bradbury, like some of these guys who are, are good or on good contracts or at a good age, the price would be really high for me, but I would trade any person that its name wasn't Jefferson at this point. Okay. 
Okay, guys, moving on. Let's move to uh, a story that came out on ESPN since it is election time, and this episode is probably dropping on election day. Going to be, yeah. Election so, morning. Just so you know, we are not going to make this segment political because we never make anything political. Um, but Not intentionally. It did come out on ESPN this week, um, a list of all donations given by all pro sports owners in United States sports teams. And uh, our Minnesota owners were on that list in some interesting ways. So uh, starting out with Ziggy Wolf uh, and Mark Wolf, the ownership of the um, Vikings, they are the highest... Uh, donors of all the NFL teams to the Democratic Party, which I thought was interesting. 20 of the 32 um, were big donors to the Republican Party. 12 of them made, you know, multiple, either multiple or donations to the Democrats. Um, the Wolfs were the biggest for the Democrats in the entire NFL. That's got to be a New York thing, right? Because I mean, a, a lot of their mm. real estate stuff came from New York, and I'm guessing that there are more Democratic folks in power there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not okay. saying I'm not saying a Biden versus Trump thing. I'm just saying that yeah. like where their bread and butter is made outside of the Vikings I mean, is in real estate in New York. I mean, right? I think it's sad that when I say this, it's going to sound like I'm saying a polarizing comment, but they're like New York, New Jersey Jews. I mean, I know people will be like, we'll make that into something no, negative. No, 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 no. But, but they I mean, just literally are. But that's know. just what they are. I mean, that's truly who they are. There's no p- politics in stating a fact like that. That's who they are. So, um, also uh, in Minnesota, donating to the Democratic Party is the poll ads. The poll ads were donors to the Democrats. Um, the uh, who's the wild owner? Leopold, Craig Leopold. Correct. He donated uh, to the Republican Party, as did Glenn Taylor. So there was no real point to the story. I just found it interesting yeah. that all of that stuff was put out. Um, the you forgot one. Who? Glenn Taylor. I said Glenn Taylor. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. sorry, I missed it. That he just donated uh, GOP. Um, yeah. So, again, we're not making a point here. I just found that interesting. There's a whole list on ESPN with all of them and the amounts that they donate. The The largest donor was the owner, Mr. Johnson, the owner of the of the um, San Francisco Giants. He was had a five-time bigger donation than any owner at over $10 million to the GOP. Wow. San Francisco Giants. There you go. Take it as you will. All right, next up, guys, the Gophers. The reason we went and talked politics is because it's more fun to talk politics on a sports show than it is to talk Gopher football. As they Uh, were 19.5-point favorites on the road against a a terrible Maryland team, and they ended up losing that game to go to 0-2. So what's the deal? They're bad. Do we just reassess everything we thought we knew about Fleck and the program and the the aspirations and our seniors that are supposed to be so much better than everybody else playing sophomores. Nah, I don't want to make excuses. I think I think COVID's kind of wreaked havoc on some of the players. I, you know, we have this guy off the street kicking field goals, and of course he misses the extra point from fifteen yards. We're missing a bunch of guys. A lot of teams are. Yeah, I just think it's going to be really hard to have major takeaways in college football or really college sports even this year. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's going to be a bummer to lose a guy like Bateman um, after a year like this where it was kind of wasted. Um, but And for him, too, possibly like his stock is going to drop, yeah. unfortunately, because he's just not getting as involved as he was last year mm-hmm. on a better team. Yeah, I. it's disappointing. Um, it's hard to ever really get excited about go for football. And last year was the first time in a really long time that I felt I mean, that especially way. after the Auburn game, the especially Auburn after the game. bowl game, it was mm. like, Oh my God, we have so much momentum going into next season. Like we beat Auburn on national TV on new year's day. Like what? 
come on or New Year's Eve. Like, let's go. Our that defense is awesome. is like a zero out of ten right now. Um, I, I think we I think after the Michigan game, everyone was like, dang, the Gophers are a good team. And Michigan really bullied them. And then Michigan went out and lost to a below average Michigan State. Laid team. an egg, too. Yeah. You know, I mean it's just like I think that our defense is like terrible. Not very good. So that's rough. Yeah. They're 0-2. They're 0-2. It's over. Season's over. Season's over. <laughs> well, it's a short season. What, yeah. eight games? Yeah. Even so, more reason you can't yeah. lose that Maryland game. Season's over. Wow. All right. And especially in a sports. year where, like, all of Wisconsin has goddamn COVID. Like, the one year I we know. could have, like... Made a dent. Made a dent. And we can't. <sighs> all right, guys. Uh, next up. Okay. Minnesota sports. The, uh, yep. The uh, Twins declined their option on Sergio Romo. Good. Which I thought was what? interesting. He's I like him as a personality, but he's he's pretty old. He's a liability, isn't he? He's pretty old. He was fine for us this year. He was pretty reliable actually for us, but he's down not. the stretch he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um you're gonna have some big decisions, most notably Nelson Cruz. Um, 41-year-old or maybe 42-year-old now, Nelson Cruz, um, is a free agent. I kind of think that the free agents in baseball are gonna get no money. They already kind of don't, and now add a pandemic. Well, especially as a DH only. I guy. think that they're going to offer him some really small offer, and it'll be Three interesting to see if he comes back. Three million a year. See if he comes back. I think uh, they are not going to have a lot of money to spend, and it's going to be the most boring off season in the history of sports. Or like I don't know, maybe the market will correct itself a little bit and come come down slightly where these guys might be like well it's either this or nothing guys are going to take really small one-year deals yeah is what which makes sense do. so hopefully yeah. we can nab up a few of those guys um yeah is degrom available i think trades might actually be the best i thing. mean kitchen sink for degrom yeah go get him yeah Whew. anyway uh, baseball trades are very boring boring all right moving <laughs> on guys next up it's like talking about poker hands the, you know? i was drinking this beer and just being blown away by it again while you guys are talking about it. How good is it? Oh, it's so delicious. It's like one of my favorite beers I've ever had. I yeah, I think so. It just is like... what It if... does still taste like beer. It doesn't just taste like boozy orange juice. It's beer with so much more. Okay, guys. Next up, the Minnesota Timberwolves meet with potential first overall pick um, LaMelo Ball. Okay. This week. Get, um, get him. I don't care. Do you have any interest in bringing LaMelo Ball to the Timberwolves? I mean, sure. we've, we've talked about this before, and I don't think this meeting is anything out of the ordinary. This no, is pretty no, no. standard practice for potential top five picks. They're going to mm-hmm. meet with all of them. Um, I, I just, like, the, the name holds so much negative baggage for me with mm-hmm. the dad. And He's with, not really, it's not really the, the Lamar Ball. LaVar? LaVar Ball show that it was. I know, but he's taking a backseat. It's still there. And like, what is, what's the older brother's name? The one that's in the league? Yeah. Um, La- Lonzo. Lonzo. Lonzo Ball, thank you. Is he that good? No. But he was, but he's Lamar fine. was always supposed to be better. Or wait, LaMelo. God, LaMelo, oh my God, I'm getting really, okay. A lot of La. I know. Um, LaMelo was always supposed to be the best of them. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Um, I, I will say this. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because I do think that with the news that the NBA is expecting possibly losing in, in a two-year period half a billion dollars, uh, the cap is probably going to come down. Teams are not going to have as much money, especially teams, mid, middle market teams like the, the Wolves, 
who are probably even a small market team when it comes to the NBA, just based on for sure um, mm-hmm. fans, attendance, and how players see the team. I'm starting to think that they're going to go the opposite route of what we've been talking about with a trade, and that they're going to go with the cheaper option of drafting someone at number one. I, I want them to draft. Now, now I want high upside. Um, That's the only way you're ever going to make a dent. Like I don't want fringe playoff. I've seen that. It's boring. So the ringer did uh, an idea of a trade um, with the Wolves moving down to number three in the draft, uh, picking up a, a first round pick next year in a draft that we've already traded our first round pick. So it is an un uh, unprotected pick um, unless it's in the top three for the Wolves next year. So for one of the three first picks in the draft, we'll keep our pick. Any other pick, four and beyond, it goes to the Warriors. Um, so the draft guide had an odd, an idea of a trade that they could make, uh, moving them down to number three um, and taking Denis Avdija. Okay. Um, think, drafting him at yeah, three? Yeah, okay. drafting him at number three from Maccabi Tel Aviv in Israel. Um, he's 19 years old. He played in a professional league he's got a six nine wingspan he's six foot nine and uh he's like i think he's like a playmaking wing who can't really shoot the ball yet but like is a really smart player ball handling defender yeah great defender yeah that'd be nice he's a white european guy who's a great defender and great ball handler and playmaker and i think they believe if his shot um if he gets the shot down he's a big time player so this is your hunt for your luca um, no, I just, <laughs> I, this was because no, Luca can shoot. I'm just kidding here. Yeah. This wasn't me, um, by the way. Um, this was, uh, the ringer. Uh, Kevin O'Connor at yeah. the ringer. Okay. Um, so he had I like that Charlotte trading up with the wolves. The trade he has is this is his current mock draft. Okay. His current mock draft has Charlotte trading up, sending the number three pick in the draft and their 2022 first round pick to the wolves for the number one pick. So I guess it's two years from now, first round pick. Um, so we wouldn't have one still next year. Uh, but the idea is that Charlotte could still be a bad team two years from now. It could be a really good pick. You can count on um, that. You move down two spots in the draft in a draft that's really unsure anyways. Um, he has Wiseman going number one. He has Anthony Edwards going number two. And the Wolves feeling a little more comfortable taking Denis Avdija uh, at number three. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. Um when there's not a consensus pick, and wait, so then, so then, then you then, might as well. I mean, I think that's the season that you go get something else out of it and move down a little bit. So then, Lamelo's not going number one. He has Lamelo going number four. Yeah, Chicago. he's not a lock number no, one. I don't think. I'm any, not saying. I that, think that this is a pick your own preference kind of sure. Draft. Like mm-hmm. what is based on need more than yeah upside or need or like just talent. a guess at upside. So on these guys. I mean, Kevin O'Connor is. Tied in. I mean, he knows things. I'm not saying he, these teams told them they're going to do a trade, but I mean, he knows these teams. He has his guys, his top guys. So he has James Wiseman going number one in draft, but on his big board, Interesting. He, has, he has him number six on his big board. Number five, he has Onyeko Okongwu. I'm from USC. Number four, he has Denis Avdija, the guy I think that the Wolves might be interested in. At three, he has LaMelo Ball. At two, he has Anthony Edwards. And he is currently the only person to have his guy, the number one guy in the draft, point guard, Killian Hayes from France. 
um, a 18 year old sharpshooter who's six foot five and has a big time three point shot. That seems like your type of guy. I here. would love Killian Hayes as well. So I'm hoping for one of the foreign guys to fall to the Wolves in a trade down. I think would be my ideal draft. Um, I think if I had to guess what they do right now, it's they take Edwards at number one. Okay, but I would whatever love, is the hey, wrong. When is this draft happening? Um, next week. Next week, maybe. Okay. Whatever is Soon. the wrong decision, we will make. Even if it's consensus right, if we go with the experts, they were all wrong. If we try to buck conventionality and we make our own decision, we trailblaze. That was a big mistake. I'm sorry. It's it's not till Wednesday, November 18th. Oh, okay. So yeah, we got. So we have a couple of weeks left here um, before the draft, uh, but we're getting there. And I think that no one knows what to do. Yep, which I think is more reason I wanted. To, I want to do the draft. I don't want to trade away the pick and to go to get somebody washed up like Drew Holiday. That's not what anybody should be trying to do. That's just a fight to be average. Um, which you know, I get it. If you if you're a fringe playoff team, you may sell a few more tickets. It might be a, a good decision for the ownership to like. Okay, let's get a few more people in there. Um, but I think you always need to be shooting for the moon, especially in the NBA, where it's so hard to win. You need to draft a superstar. Um, and build them up. That's the only way to go win. Well, Unless know, you're in L.A. and then you just everybody flocks. And all I know fine. is that James Wiseman has come out and said he does not want to be drafted by the Timberwolves. I would say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I would sad. Too. I don't want to come here. loser team. Of Again, all if the options are the Wolves or the Warriors, which one are you going to pick? I'm taking the Warriors. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, finally, we're going to dive back into the Premier League, um, which is... Hot and heavy with all kinds of surprises. It's wild. Um, Except for Liverpool at number one, I guess. That's nice. As of this week. So here's where we're at with our standings, guys. Um, in super fast fashion, you're three teams currently in the relegation zone. Burnley, Fulham, and um, Sheffield United. They all have one point from their first games. I believe um, Fulham and West Brom are playing tomorrow. So two of the bottom four teams, um, West Brom, Brighton, and number fifteen, Manchester United. Love it. I absolutely love it that they're in fifteenth place. <laughs> um, a team that we all have been talking up, um, who's been really frisky, is still in fourteenth place. That's West Ham. I feel like they've been better than than fourteenth place. Um, Crystal Palace in 13. I think they've they've been themselves. They've just happened to draw against some teams that they shouldn't have, like big teams. Yeah. Um, West Ham 14, Crystal Palace 13. That seems about right. Leeds at 12. They're the new the new guys in the league. Newcastle at number 11, right in the middle. Which is kind of shocking. Like Newcastle has been sort of like towing the line of borderline relegation. And now this season, they look pretty frisky. Um, Man City in 10th, but with a game in hand. Yep. So with a win, they would go up into the top three. Um, Is it that maybe close? Maybe even two. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's that tight. They're they're in 10th place with a game in hand, and a win would put them at second place. So um, coming in at ninth place is Arsenal, uh, tied on points with eighth, eighth place Leicester, seventh place Villa, sixth place Chelsea. So all of those teams are tied at 12. Wolves are at fifth with 13. Tied with Southampton, who's at 13, which is absurd. Uh, tied with Everton and third place, who's at 13. Spurs, sadly, are in second place with 14 points. And Liverpool in first place with 16 points. Sweet. The league is so... As far as I'm concerned, all is right. The league the is so close. Um, Crystal Palace is six points off first place, and they are in 13th place. 
So that tells you everything that you need to know about how tight the league has been in the early stages. Last year, Liverpool had practically won the title by now. Um, so I'm pretty... <laughs> felt, I mean, it felt like that, but maybe it was like maybe a month from now, people were like, oh... No, but I, I think that like a really tight league is going to be so much better. I hope it stays this way for as long as possible. Agreed. It, like, even if it's not my team winning, it's just fun to have the league like really, you know, contested and lots of games meaning a lot. By the end of the year last year, Liverpool was just losing games or drawing games or like starting weird lineups. <laughs> It didn't matter. It didn't matter. They yeah, already won the fun. league. They were just like, whatever. You know, we they didn't even have an edge by the end of the year. It was a little weird. So, And you guys still pick City over Liverpool this they're year. They went away from being did. in second place. They're fine. Yeah. Um, they're, they're okay. They're okay. I mean, right now, um, 538 has uh, your best chances at winning the league. Chelsea at 7% with the third highest chance. Um, Liverpool at 25% chance. And City at 54 so all right well okay <laughs> it's not over i get it no no no. it's it's gonna be fun it's early. um so this week you had some really fun games um you know you had uh most notably probably arsenal versus united 100 percent is your premier matchup of mm-hmm. like of like the greatest teams of the 90s and early 2000s maybe like the teams that kind of dominated the league from you know, its inception for its first 15 years was probably the two teams before Chelsea kind of joined that party. Um, and they've both fallen quite some distance in the last 15 years from being the teams perennially battling only each other for the league to routinely falling outside of the top four, which is uh, pretty surprising. I think no one would have thought that was the case in 2005. Um, just 15 years later. Uh, but it shows the strength of the Premier League. This was a one nothing game decided by a penalty. Um, but I think that even for a neutral fan, it was a pretty exciting matchup considering there was such a lack of goal scoring in this game. Especially coming off of the Arsenal-City matchup, which was a one nothing game and was excruciatingly boring. <laughs> This game showed a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of quality from Arsenal in the first half, a lot more quality from United in the second half. United like a bit unlucky on a few things, but Arsenal also unlucky in the first half. A couple couple shots off the woodwork. Uh, United had a shot like off the post and then off of Leno's face that that just went like. <laughs> In the exact wrong direction for United, like it was kind of like a weird bounce, off, off, cross, off of the defender, off of the post, off of the goalie's face. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> uh, late in the game. Yep. Um. So, you know, that was a big win um, for Arsenal. They hadn't won a game at United in 14 years. They'd lost infinity games in a row to top six opponents on the road, and they've already gotten three of their big games out of the way at Liverpool, at City, at United, all out of the way in the first seven games of the year. So hopefully as crowds maybe come back in, not having to play at Liverpool, not having to play either of those Manchester teams on the road could be um, an advantage that we're not even seeing yet at this point of of the season. But that's never been Arsenal's issue, is playing the big clubs. (laughs) It's it's only... Well, it's been their issue on the road. True, but But, it's like when they have the opportunity to put one on Brighton... 
They can't. Just a Boxing Day game against Southampton is their nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> their, their worst case scenario. Trap game. Yeah. That's a trap game. All right, uh, Wolves um, won again. Wolves are sneaky in the top five again. It's weird, though, because they only have eight goals, though. Yeah. They have eight goals, and they've given up eight. And somehow they're in fourth. Two zip over Crystal Palace. Mm. Man City with a not super exciting one nothing win against a bad Sheffield United team. Um, that They may have even been lucky to escape. They got a goal from Kyle Walker. It was just a really weird game for them. Um, Southampton, Aston Villa, two top five teams in the league right now. Weird. Um, putting on a four to three uh, showdown, which is, is the most exciting game of the weekend. Well, and it was four nothing <coughs> Southampton. Really? And then Aston Villa came roaring back. But I mean, th- their last goal was like a penalty at 90 plus seven. Okay. So scoreline didn't really, and their, and their second goal was a 90 plus three penalty. So it wasn't oh. like, it wasn't like it was, it wasn't close. a tight game the whole, th- whole time. Or right. Anything, but, but they got a couple late, uh, penalties. So, okay. Did you watch that one? No. Okay. I saw the highlights, you just, though. Oh, yeah. you're just ready for the pod. Well, man. it was at like 6.30 in the morning. Like, that's not... <laughs> if it's not Chelsea, I'm not getting up. Newcastle 2-1 over Everton. It be an exciting-ass match for Liverpool or I might not get up. Uh, Newcastle 2-1 over Everton. Everton is... They've faded a little bit the last Kinda couple of games. Kind of fallen off, but... That's good. Um, like the rest like we us. said, Arsenal one zip at Man United. Spurs, sadly, getting another win. Spurs are sneaky like a good team. That's right. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Um, they, they are, uh, currently in second place. They have the best goal differential in the league. They'll blow it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the big game of the week is still coming for tomorrow. Another big one leads versus Leicester. I think that's a really fun game. Did we talk about the Chelsea win? I don't um, think you did. Um, we just glossed oh, right over that. Chelsea three zip win over Burnley. I think, uh, Chelsea finally had their almost new lineup fully entrenched and our new goalkeeper has had, Four clean sheets out of his first five matches. So that's a major improvement. Yeah. Um, he looks very comfortable, even coming from a small team in France. I'm very impressed with his composure, with his ball handling skills. Um, the team looks fluid. They look like they're getting a little bit better. Defense is still a little bit shaky, but maybe ironing out some of the kinks. So I think Chelsea might make a little bit of a run here coming up. Hmm. And then uh, your other big game, Liverpool 2-1 over West Ham. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Salah Did you goal. rub that in Jess's face, too? Were you? Jess couldn't care less. We were at a cabin. We didn't watch it. But I told her about it, and I said, <laughs> good game. <laughs> GG. <laughs> GG. Um, Never yeah. a doubt. Nope. So, guys, Premier League is is uh, you know fully underway. You've got the Champions League and the Europa League um, tucked into every week for three straight weeks. There's going to be a short break before three more weeks of all those games. So the soccer is absolutely everywhere that you look. The deepest teams are going to end up being the best teams as we head down the stretch here. And looking ahead to match week eight next week, some of your big games are going to be Everton, Man United, uh, loser leaves town match. Interesting. Um, you have... Uh, Wolves versus Leicester. Ooh. Two teams knocking at the door of the top Battle six. Battle of attrition there. And uh, the big game, though, 11-30 next Sunday, Liverpool at Man City. Let's go. Let's do it. I love wow. that one. You guys want to watch that one? I always say that, and oh. you guys are like, ooh, kind of busy. Uh. No. That sounds awesome. That's going to be a banger. You want to watch it? Well, see, we used to meet at the pub. Now it's like, oh, whose house are we going to? It's a whole thing. I'll be hunting. Oh, well, good luck. 
yeah, so this is exciting stuff. Um, Chelsea continues their really difficult um, stretch to start the season. This time they're home against Sheffield United. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Perfect way to find some good form. Yes. Yep. All right, guys. I think that's all the time we have. Go back, check out our screencast from earlier this week. What a great show. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, what is this other beer that we're drinking here? Yeah, man. This is Norio. So this is uh, coming back to Portage. Um, This is their take on an Oreo beer, which I've been obsessed with lately, trying to like Pokemon collect them all. Um, And I love this one. So this is one that they added vanilla bean to. They added cocoa nibs and cocoa. So it's super chocolatey. Um, yeah, it's so chocolatey. Is it too chocolatey? No, for you? no, no. I like it a lot. But yeah. the, like at first it smells amazing. When I opened it, it's an overfilled crawler. So I hate all crawlers. And it <laughs> exploded all over the table. It wasn't shook up, had been sitting there for ten minutes. Um so anyways, but it smelled great when it spilled all over the table. See, I get a lot of coffee in this. Yeah, I wonder if that's like, the cocoa nibs. Yeah, I get I get more coffee than I do like chocolate. To mm-hmm. me, this is this tastes like I had a coffee in the winter, and then like they like did a pump of the mocha. chocolate mocha stuff in there. Yeah, you know, not the powder, but like the actual like, yeah, yeah, syrup yeah. in there. And then like this is like the bottom of the cup where there's like a little coffee flavor and like some leftover chocolate on the bottom. That's what this tastes like. That's perfect. But for me, it yeah. also has the whipped cream top. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. This is a good beer, man. Good job. Hey, if you're in Walker, uh, it is a three-hour drive from As the cities. As most of us usually are. <laughs> but you know what's funny? On the way back, I drove by Lupulin as well, so you could make it a bit of a trek if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, dude, go. you got to go check out this tap room. It's gorgeous. It's brand new. Great city. We got barbecue delivered there that was phenomenal. So it's a nice little, nice nice. little Saturday. Yeah. All right, guys. That is it. That's all the time we have on this episode. Go check out our screencast. It was great. We'll have a Purple Pride podcast. That's the right. The Pride is back later this week. Um, talking Packers previewing the Detroit Lions. Will you guys week. talk about like what the future is going to hold for this season? Like, what do we do now? Because I think if we had lost this game, things would look a little bit differently. But now that we won, and there's like I a hope few easy still games, trading guys is what's yeah. in the future. But I yeah. kind of think now we won't. Yeah, I this agree. is going to be like beating the Saints in the playoffs, and then being like, "Let's sign everyone to an extension." Yeah, exactly. Bring it back. <laughs> um, so I hope that we still are in like ready for next year mode, but I kind of I have my doubts now. Well, we knew we weren't going to only win one game, and so the game to win has to be the Packers. So I love it. I love this win. I don't want to see any more wins after this. Well, we have the Cowboys coming up and the Jaguars and the Panthers and, and the Lions. The Lions and it might be all very winnable games. It, we might be 5 and 5. This thing's got Minnesota Wild <laughs> written all For sure. over it. This thing's got Minnesota Wait, Wild written so all over it. So is this plan B? This is, is plan. Our option, option B. Wow. Yeah. Option B. That's what's happening here. I don't, right. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm unhappy. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have. Thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast.